0: Hello, beautiful people. My name is Alana, and this is the Recovering People Pleaser podcast, where we discuss what it's like and how to identify if you are one as well, ways to grow in your power, depression and self-love, and so much more. and welcome back to the Recovering People Pleaser. I am so stoked for today's episode because I'm having my first guest appearance and it is my mom who I briefly spoke about in the first episode. Um, Hopefully she'll be on many more to come and hopefully we can get my sister on here and just as much family and friends and loved ones as possible because I love them with my whole heart. With other people who share the same feelings, thoughts, values, etc. So I just want to say thanks again, and I hope that you love it. We're just going to dive right in here. Now, my mama bear, Tina, is a highly sensitive, very loving, recovering people pleaser herself. And today we're going to do a Q&A with her. We're also going to briefly touch on her autoimmune disease, MS, and how her physical and mental well-being blend together, as well as some funny stories about me as a kid that either have shown that I was too nice or basically gave those pre-qualified requisites of being a recovering people pleaser myself. So thanks for listening. Mom, thanks so much for being on my official second episode of my beloved podcast that I'm so excited about. You know that you mean the world to me. So Being able to have you sitting here with me in mine and John's new home in Florida on the last day of your vacation here is, it's pretty amazing. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. I love you. So to get started, I want to share with everyone listening that my mom and my husband are genuinely my two best friends in the world. Um, You both know me inside and out and know how my heart and my mind work and I feel like I am very much, I don't want to say a reincarnation because you're still here <laughs> with me, but, um, I am very much a creation of you. I am very much what I believe is a part of your soul that has been able to, I don't want to say duplicate, but become a part of this I've world. I've shared a lot with yeah, you. Yeah, you've shared a lot with me with to where, that's why people call me little Tina, um, It's not just because I look like you. (laughs) Um, It's how we talk to people and interact with others. So with that being said, I've got some questions for you. And all you have to do for me and everyone listening is answer them from the bottom of your heart and truly.
1: And we'll go from there. Sound good? Sounds good.
0: So would you consider yourself a people pleaser or highly sensitive or what a lot of people consider is quote unquote too nice? And if you do, how have you learned to set boundaries or maybe give us a situation where you had to do so?
1: Yes, I do definitely consider myself a people pleaser. I worked very long in my profession as a hairdresser and by all means, that's a people pleaser. (laughs) Well, it has to be. Well, you're working with people all day. day. Exactly. And I've had people so- tell me that I'm too sensitive and I'm kind. Okay. Only a couple people say I'm too kind. Now, is there one specific instance
0: where you, I mean, we've always known that we're pretty sensitive, mm-hmm. and but not in a negative way. And nobody ever really made us feel that it was negative to be sensitive or be so kind Mm -hmm. until the people along the way basically straight up said, you are too nice or you are doing too much or trying too hard. Now, can you give us an example where that happened to you and how it made you feel?
1: One uh, instance is when I was a assistant manager of a very large salon, I had a incident with a gal that I worked with for many years who I thought was my friend and she turned out to be narcissistic and she gave me a hard time. So I went to my higher boss. Okay. And made a complaint and he basically told me you're too sensitive. And I, I looked in like, I'm sorry. Are, do you have any sensitivity? (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, I'm like, what's it mean? The, the question I asked myself. Because you weren't going to ask him. Cause no, now, no. He's the yeah. store manager. You know, yeah. I'm like, he says I'm too sensitive. I'm too sensitive. Right. Uh, as I thought. But I walked out of the office and for days after, I tried to analyze what he meant by too sensitive because he was in the wrong. And I wanted to make a complaint because she was giving me a very hard time. Which was affecting your work and your my, overall. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. My thoughts and everything. So, um, yeah. So I analyzed that for many days, many months. And I just, I finally said to myself, how can I be too sensitive? Right. Because it's, it's not a bad thing, but
0: people have put such a label on being highly sensitive or being, I mean, even the word people pleaser, Mm -hmm. which is kind of a new phrase. Mm -hmm. um, And I even have a hard time saying it half the time that I'm recording. There's such a, like a stigma or a taboo behind it. And it's being categorized and judged. A little bit. Yeah. It's like, it's like saying, okay, well, you're a bully or you're yeah. a, or too independent. Like mm-hmm. those things that somebody's too independent doesn't really come off as negative sounding, at least not to me, no, as you're too sensitive or you're too nice. Yes. Because then it's like, well, if we were all
1: a little bit right.
0: more nice or all a little bit more sensitive, sensitive to, to other, other people. Exactly. To other people, maybe the world would be just slightly a better place. Kinder of, at least. Yeah, that's Pretty, I'm sure. Um, More love is genuinely what we just need. It's crazy to me that you were also a higher up yourself, technically. And even before you became this higher up, this person still was a friend of yours. She was a friend of mine for for many
1: years and just showed her true colors one day. And it got to the point where it was affecting your work and your well being. She was harassing my position. Oh, God. Basically pulling my strings. Yeah.
0: I know that you and I definitely agree and see eye to eye on a lot of things in life. But something that I want to just put out there that has taken me years to learn and understand and to this day I constantly remind myself of is we cannot expect others to have the same hearts or reactions that we have. That's so true. It's like being highly sensitive, being an empath, being a people pleaser, those three statements that I just made, those three labels, we'll call them, they coincide so much. And I've tried to black and white the world as either they're like me or they're not. And but, they're not. But but there are so many people who are different from you and I mm-hmm. who feel certain things that we feel, but Put a wall up or a block, whatever it is. Exactly. But setting those expectations for people, especially at an early age, was really rough for me because I've always loved so deeply. And yeah, we.
1: I think you get that from your mama. (laughs) Do
0: I? (laughs) I love it. And you know what? I wouldn't change me for the world. I wouldn't change you for the world. And I feel the same way about myself. Good. And it took you a A minute, long time. Yeah.
1: Accept the fact.
0: That this is who we are, and this is who others are, or that is who others are, or or they are not. Yes. So I just wanted to throw that out there before we move on to our next question. Remembering that other people, no matter how much you love them, or how much love you give them, or how kind you are to them, they're not going to have the same heart, they're not going to have the same mindset, or the same perspective. And a lot of times they will start to self-reflect and deflect onto you or me in the sense of we are kind of like a mirror for them because we show, I'm sure y'all have heard the phrase kill them with kindness. Well, as well as the reflection of them. Exactly. The way that they treat us is not a reflection of us. Right. It's a reflection of how they feel about themselves deep down.
1: Well, yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Right. I think that's what we were getting at. I think so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to move on to the next question. When I was little, what is a characteristic or a funny story that you can remember or think of to share with all of us, hopefully not too embarrassing or anything like that, that made you realize that I was either highly sensitive or a people pleaser or an empath?
1: Well, I wouldn't say a funny story, but... And I honestly can't say for sure myself that I realized you were a people pleaser like me until I recognized it in myself. Okay. So looking back, when you were an early teen, I saw the struggles you had with friends and you always wanted to be a part and make people like me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most people want
0: to do, but right. I want, I want a, that uh-huh. one extra step farther. Correct.
1: And I would say I learned it first when you were in middle school when you had switched schools. Oh, that was hard. Yeah. And because of your... My situation in my friend's group. and um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So and, and then as you got older, with your relationships with... Those have been hard too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, thankfully, not anymore, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think that recognizing people pleasers, so to say, until you recognize it in yourself, you can't really say, oh, she's a people pleaser. Even though a lot of people will label you. too too kind and too nice and too
0: sensitive. Yes. And that's where it comes from. So Mm -hmm. even if you're listening to this right now and you don't resonate with how I feel or the characteristics or situations that my mom is explaining to you, remember the next time that you look at a person and say, Oh my God, they're way too nice. They're trying way too hard. They're way too sensitive because that is your perspective of the situation Correct, And I think that my request to those specific people out there is to maybe take a second before putting that label on us highly sensitive and empathetic people pleasers, because I'll tell you right now, if I called your ass a bully, you would not feel it nearly as deep as I would you calling me too nice right now. Because I've heard it one too many times in the wrong situations and scenarios who are now... I question myself if I'm supposed to be a bitch and I, I don't like that.
1: that. Who wants to be a bitch? Exactly. Like I've, I, I I wish uh, more, more of those bitches would take a <laughs> deeper look inside themselves and become a Damn little straight. <laughs> I yep. love you. Um,
0: Oh my God, that was perfect. Yeah. Same here. I, I wish the bitches would bitch less. <laughs> like don't be more kind, be, be more kind Like to themselves. And I, I, I read this all the time. I wish that other people would, instead of deflecting on how they feel, Mm -hmm. more so try to put yourself in another person's shoes because every time I'm in a conflict or a situation, whether it's positive or negative, Mm -hmm. I to this day constantly find myself trying to understand why the other person is reacting the way that they are before I react because I used to just react and my reactions were crying and essentially like led- pouting. or pouting and like we're my mom, withdrawing and my withdrawal was depression. And yep. that was really hard on me. And we will dig deeper into my situation with having to leave middle schools and change and all that jazz um, on a different episode, but that was my reaction to the way that people treated me after what I thought was me being kind Mm -hmm. and loving Mm -hmm. and apparently a little too overbearing that people just looked at me like a freaking doormat. But we're going to save more of that for another day. Do you feel, mom, that your MS affects your emotional sensitivity or do you feel like your emotional
1: sensitivity Affects your MS more. Well, first of all, I want to tell the listeners I have multiple sclerosis. In short, it's MS. And yes, and yes. Ever since you've been diagnosed, I don't think that I've seen
0: a significant increase in the difference of you physically or mentally. Um, I mean, obviously, Other than there's that m- last episode. Yeah, yeah. There's been some minor mm-hmm. changes, and you know, um, anybody who has or knows someone with MS um or different types of autoimmune diseases it's the struggles that they have and how it's different per person Mm -hmm. exactly um so I'm going to touch back on that which do you feel affects the other more because we are highly sensitive people like I know that when I get depressed or extremely upset and I start to withdraw like Mm -hmm. we were talking about I will physically get sick I will physically be sick whether it's Obviously, that's not an autoimmune right, disease. No, so, no. but do you find that your stress affects the autoimmune more, or do you
1: find that since you've been diagnosed, it affects your stress more? A known factor in MS, and I was going through a lot uh, back in two thousand, late th- two thousand thirteen, and two thousand fourteen. That's, uh-huh. that's not when you were diagnosed, though. No, I was okay. diagnosed in officially diagnosed in 2009 I would say my first episode yeah exasperation I always say the word wrong but uh, my <laughs> first episode um was in 2006 okay. and um that's when daddy and I were I was working full time and we were shooting weddings oh, left wow. and right so you were just very busy and you and had me yeah well yeah Well. And And, and life. I mean, Steph Steph was away at college at the time, but
0: regardless, I I was a handful as a teenager. Yeah, she wasn't
1: because I would have been sixteen then, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So um. But yeah, you were working full time and had weddings, and and the stress of everyday life just really set me off, and I, I had like the doctors thought I was having mini strokes. I had a, a wonderful neurologist that had seen me in the hospital. That said, you know, I believe you have MS. I can't put a name on it, but I know you have MS. Okay. And she sent me to a neurologist, and, and like then confirmed. confirmed. Yeah. Well, I had to go through three years of seeing him. Yeah.
0: So and, and, and so then he diagnosed me.
1: Yeah. Okay. And you after your first episode, you were
0: you didn't really feel much of a change for a while. But um, you started off with something, something was going on back in 2013. Yeah. Okay.
1: And were you stressed? I was majorly stressed. Um, My mother was pretty ill. Yeah, that was. And my stepfather was just as ill. And I tried to be there, be there for them. Sorry, people. And for, and for yourself and and everybody else around you. At that point, there was, there was nothing for me to take care of myself I needed to take care of everybody else yeah so I don't want to that. that's all right um
0: touching on that would you I mean you were pouring from an empty cup at that
1: point
0: very empty cup and I will probably reference this so much more in the future you're going to hear me say it all the time it is so hard to pour from an empty cup when you I, I know that we constantly feel like there are priorities bigger than us that need our 110% full attention and care but if you have nothing left to give out of you you're basically i'm going to just say it shooting blanks and it's and it's hard for the people that you're caring for cuz i was in la at the time and i just remember it happened like this mm-hmm. but i knew that it had been going on for a mm-hmm. while but you didn't know how to tell me and it was, just... well, I,
1: I was learning about it myself. So. Yeah. And,
0: and again, you were exasperating. Mm-hmm. if either of us have said I'm the word, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're exagger- We were exacerbating. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, you were exasperating yourself and that took all of your time and energy and thought process to the point where what well, happened?
1: Caring about caring about my mom and, and my uh, Grandpa Tim, oh, and yeah. and then knowing what I've uh, lost in before, you know, I wanted to be there, one hundred percent. But physically, I couldn't, and mentally, I tried to be there, but I couldn't do it either. And that's it, where yeah. you were, yeah, was very stressed out. And you, basically, your your
0: body, and your internal, like like immune system and whatnot, like MS. It was not keeping up with mentally where you wanted to be.
1: Yes, correct.
0: As people in general, I mean, obviously my mom has shared with us that she has her own condition and her own situation where she felt exhausted physically and mentally and how her as a highly sensitive person affected situations in her life, especially One of the biggest things that have happened to us as a family, losing my grandma and my grandpa Tim within months of each other was very, it was traumatizing. Like there was trauma that was built up behind that and from that. But even if you do not have, you know, an autoimmune disease or any type of illness, there are certain situations where we find ourselves feeling physically exhausted from how much we give to other people. And again, that is more mental.
1: Yeah, exhaustion. it
0: is a mental exhaustion, but it can affect us physically. Yeah, yeah, it can. I've, like I said, physically feel it when I have given too much of myself. Exactly. And that's where boundaries <clears throat> come in, learning to set boundaries and know when you're, when your tank needs to be refilled, Yeah, when the cup, the glass needs to be filled. And again, we're going to be going over more of that, throughout the you know next few episodes, throughout this entire podcast, trying to discover and learn together. Because again, like I said, recovering, not recovered, people pleaser. How to basically grow and build a confidence, self-love system that helps us set healthy boundaries without blocking people out and without having to um, continuously drain our fuel and pour from an empty cup at the end of the day. Mom, what is one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners that no one gave you or that you've had to learn on your own in being a highly sensitive person or a people-pleaser empath?
1: I would say instinct, your gut instinct. To just go with it? To, no, not just to go with it. Just If somebody is not receptive to you, Oh, like we talked about earlier, matching yeah. energies. Yes, matching energies.
0: It's a whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I picked up on it, like those red flags mm-hmm. from friends, family, mm-hmm. relationships in the past, where someone showed me through energy alone, not their words, no. maybe not even their actions. Their vibes. Their signs. Yeah, their bad, bad vibe. Not to overwork yourself
1: on those people.
0: And to trust what you actually internally feel. Exactly. And that's what it means to be an empath or a highly sensitive person Um, in that sense, which essentially we are, I mean, not all of us when it comes to highly sensitive people or empaths are people pleasers, but in mine and my mom's situation or case, we are. And I know plenty of people who can relate to that. I literally pick up on a vibe or an energy almost immediately if I see somebody in person text and phone calls can be misconstrued but yes they can be but in person it's yeah. different
1: yeah so what what would you say your piece of advice would be trust your instinct and learn from other people's actions and the wisdom that they may offer or may take away you know i mean it's not what they say they're going to do it's how they actually make you feel at the yes. end of the day
0: and it's okay for us to in our eyes, be selfish in that sense. Because yeah. we don't like to cut people off. No. We don't like confrontation. No. We don't like making people feel like they've done something wrong because we don't like feeling that way.
1: Yeah, Do unto so, do others as you would have done to you?
0: And that is how you have literally raised me. That's how you raised Stephanie and I both, is to treat others the way that we wanted to be treated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I will say that I think my personal piece of advice that I wish somebody had given to me, and I'm not saying that you didn't tell me because you damn sure did. Like Alana, be careful. Like sharing too much. Be careful with how how nice you are to this specific person or in this situation. Come back to bite you. It'll. And you know what? Every sh- shit in time you said that it did. <laughs> and there's also a fine line there because. I had so much love to give, and all I wanted was to just be friends with everyone. I wanted every person in the world to like me. That was all I wanted. That's me. Yeah. And that's a characteristic or a trait that a lot of us people pleasers have. And it definitely bit me in the ass more often than not. And that also reflects back on what we said earlier, expecting others to have the same hearts as us. And we kind of blindly go into friendships and relationships Thinking that if I love this person enough, they'll they'll do good by me, they'll treat me right. Yeah.
1: yeah but yeah. that's not. The case. And it always comes back to burn you. Yes. Not
0: always. Not always, but most of the time mm-hmm. it really does because we set those expectations subconsciously, mm-hmm. like we tell ourselves that we are so loving and we're going to give so much of ourselves that how could they not? Right. You know, like how could how could a person ever do wrong by me, if I if I do that
1: them. Yeah. But so, yeah. It's okay to spread the kindness, but we have to draw a line. Boundaries. 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 Boundaries and balance. Yeah. Balance and boundaries, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's okay to
0: love. And I was just going to touch on that. A lot of people, I, I was taking a deep breath because this, this is one of my newer things that I'm still discovering and learning how to do is... When you realize that a person is not going to reciprocate or match energy with you, it doesn't mean that you have to put a wall up and barricade yourself emotionally from others because there will be people who do not do that to you and do not make you feel like you have to do that to yourself. There's going to be beautiful people in your life and I can promise you that. There's always going to be beautiful people in your life. And there's always going to be shitty people in your life. That's what life is, yin and yang. Yep. And it is what it is, y'all. I just want to thank you guys so freaking much for sticking around and listening to this episode because – I have a feeling that on episode 372, I'm still going to reflect back on this one and
1: say that it was my favorite just because you're sitting here next to Uh me. Thank you. I love you so much. I also wanted to say we had touched a little bit on this earlier. We rough drafted. Yeah. And I wish (laughs) the the things that I wanted to say or had said would have came out well, that just means you have to come back for more. Oh, good. Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we were sitting by the pool, and it was just such a good vibe at the time because we weren't, you know, we no didn't microphones. have this. There was no microphones. <laughs> there was no recording crazy um, music box thing that literally has, like, sound effects on it that I'm still learning how to use. Um, and we just kind of fed off of each other's conversation and energy. But I think that you did great. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on podcast episode number
1: two i appreciate you as hopefully your listeners do too oh they're gonna love it
0: and if they don't unsubscribe just kidding i love you guys all but thank you guys for tuning into this uh give your mom a hug or a phone call and let her know you love her and don't forget to spread kindness and sprinkle that shit everywhere like it's confetti i love you guys and i'll talk to you on the next episode